step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be on this beautiful planet called Earth. This is Parisha, and this is Windows in Your Mind. And when we say Windows in Your Mind, let's go there. Think of all of those beautiful passages and corridors that you occupy in the time and space that you're in, in the present, that makes you universal and forever. These are the kind of topics that we're going to be talking about and some of the things we explore here on Windows in Your Mind. And I like to begin the program as usual in giving great appreciation for all of you who actually tune in, catch us on the air, and actually give us some feedback. Uh, sometimes it's like you kind of come in waves, beloved. Sometimes I'm like, like really just swamped with all kinds of responses and, and comments. And then other times they're a little lean and they're sort of like appetizers instead of main, main uh, streams. So get on there and communicate. You know, it really makes me feel good to hear from you. I don't take any of that for granted. I don't take any part of you for granted, okay? So I'd like you to let me know what you're feeling and what's going on with you. And uh, just give me a hey there if there's nothing else, you know. Uh, I know some of you are very regular, and I deeply appreciate that. Okay, and I'd appreciate if you go on to the fan page and actually let me know that you're kind of hanging out here with me, you know, and that that uh, that makes a, a window in your mind and a window in time and that we kind of meet there. And uh, that just makes everything honey and sweet for me. So make sure that you give me a heads up on it and say hello when you can. There's a lot of just great things that are going out, and I see we're still in the hoo-ha of the elections and moving around, and people are having, you know, their, I, I, it amazes me how we seem to want to boost population and reaction because we go through all of these dreadful things. It's very evident to anybody who's been around for a while, of which I am one of them, and you watch how the years have flown, and all of the promises that politicians make, I sometimes actually get the feeling as I'm sitting in meditation and looking out over it all, I just wonder, is anybody home? Okay, is anybody really there? And it's still like we still go into diverse thinking and everything, and it's like we have so much going for us right now on what's made it possible for us to open those windows in our mind and actually see very clearly in this time and in this world exactly what's going on. There is a galactic conversation taking place and this planet and us are part of it. When we get into our narrow thinking, we begin to think that these are just earth conditions and 
if these are earth conditions and they begin to affect us in our locations, our cities and our little towns and villages. And then it begins to affect us at our home sites, whatever little plot we've made our little box in and, you know, we call that home. Okay. And so we begin to minimize it till finally we shrink it down to this one pinpoint of some massive state that's just all about us, you know. And we have to look at the fact that the earth changes that we're undergoing, and God knows they are there. I don't. I am amazed at how people still come forward and say, "Oh, there's not really anything happening." It's like, okay, maybe you didn't get up this morning, you know. <laughs> maybe you're still dreaming, but there's a whole lot going on around wherever I'm looking. And so when we look at that, then we have to realize that those emanations are coming from the bigger galactic picture. And if you're in any kind of interest groups or stuff that's looking to the larger picture and looking through Hubble's big giant eye into the space and stuff and reading some of the big guys' reports on what's happening in the different constellations and everything, you know, our universe is a living thing. It, you know, energy is life. Energy is spirit. And it's, it's really all the only thing that's really real. And when we begin to think about that, you know, and we think of our distance to the sun, you know, 93 million miles, and then we look at how much that affects us. It's either warm or cold, or it allows us to get sunburned, you know, and you have to think of the, the fact, the mathematical distance that we speak of it in. And then, you know, what with all of the great uh, rewarding things that have actually happened at this point that allows us to see how we have come so far, you know, so far, so very fast. We're, we're, we're still not in touch with the most major realization that we really need to grasp. And see, I was raised in this. This is how medicine people think. This is how all of the alchemists and the great mystics and all, they all know this that there is really nothing. You know, I remember the talking to some what I call straight students, which are students that come from households and stuff like that would never listen to the kind of conversations you and I have. And when I started talking to them about the sun is black because it's nothing but ultraviolet rays, you know, some of them got real uneasy with that. And then I really lost them when I began to tell them that nothing is real and everything, you know, the only pertinent reality to any kind of physical world is so small and minute that we're really only surrounded by information and that's what we see and that's how we see it you know and it's like okay and I'm sure that they're wondering okay what did I snort what did I in intervene stick on my veins you know what, what's 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 up with her but it's the reality of what we can talk today because not only is it out of the so what used to be considered freaks and woo-woos, okay, we're talking science now, and we're talking about very proven and very definitely powerful sciences. And that science does not resolve our God. That science does not take away our religious structures and beliefs. It may give us a sense of broadening them. It may take away from some of the threatening parts and the limiting dogmas in it but it does not take it away the essence that there is a oneness and an all-loving and abiding presence beloveds that's always with us that's what we are and eternally so so let's come back to saying that you know how come then we having all these earth changes and you know what's what's about that and what did we do wrong and what did, okay the universe and everything in the universe is cyclic. Indigenous people think in circles because everything is a circle. So what is a circle? A circle is a cycle. Okay. And in the cycle is a circle. And in the circle, everything returns to where it began. So there's a consistency in it. So in the cyclic motion of what's going on there in our universe and amongst the actual heavens and the stars... You know, when you when you get into that and you start really checking that out, you know, there's nebula out there and there's, you know, planets exploding and 
there's, you know, things happening and all kinds of action. That's what we're in. We're in it all the time. And, now, you know, now that it's moving and more visible across the surface of our reality and Earth, okay, we're trying to think that we've done something wrong or something is wrong. No, there's a cyclic change that's happening that has happened already five times before this present date and time. And man has come to an annihilation in five different worlds. That's what the indigenous people have taught us for years. You know, who's listening? So now we're coming into the sixth world and we have the choice to whether we need to undergo an annihilation again in order to evolve to where we don't have to have that. And it's right here in our hands. It's right here in everything that we talk and we do. And, and the, you know, my love and excitement of wanting to hurry up and get to the show and actually being able to sit and just ramble on and talk to you, beloveds, is because that we're connected. We're, you're a part of me. You know, I wish that you could actually accept how many times, like I do four particular gates, the cardinal direction gates in my ceremonial life and my tradition. And when I sit in the stillness of expanding myself beyond all of the levels of space around me, and sometimes there's these beautiful beings that kind of walk through my mind. And I don't know that face. I've never seen that face before. And I realize in that moment that that's some of you. That's somebody out there. There's somebody that's right here in the space that I'm in right now on this windows in your mind time. And sometimes it's happy things. And sometimes I feel you need a little hug and a little wisp of wind across your face. And sometimes I realize you're just seeking and you're wondering, is anybody else here? And in all those times, I communicate back. I send out thoughts and things back. So it should not be unusual that some of you out there are actually feeling throughout some of your days in that, that I'm present with you or that you just thought of me or you remembered something that, you know, I've shared and talked about. I'm very, I'm very real with that. I have no doubt of that. And so in the time that we do that, what, what makes that possible then? And how, how do we talk about the oneness and how come whatever's going on out there in space and amongst the, you know, the particular heavenly bodies, what, what, what's that got to do with us? Well, we're surrounded in our own solar system by them, okay? And we are a part of, a part of the, the larger and the whole. And so why wouldn't we have some kind of effect or interaction with it? And we have evolved because we have no real perception of time and time isn't real. It's, it's what we actually create by doing some mathematical thought of thinking that it's measurable. We've created that. You know, the co-creator that we are have created a whole lot of things that we experience as a reality. Some of them beautiful. There is absolutely no other way to say it other than that they are magnificent and beautiful. And then some of them become dogmas and limit us. So when we're looking out through windows in your mind here and we're seeking, okay, in that, what are we all about? Tonight I want to just bring to your attention that you know, it would be so wise of you to pursue coming into the state of the nothingness. Okay, when, when we talk about the Tao, you know, most people, the first uh, phase of the Tao is that there is nothing. Okay, and, and many students, when I would say that, it's like, okay, how come I could feel this? And how come I know she's sitting there and look at all this furniture in the room? What about all this stuff, you know? Okay. It's still the state of nothingness. We, in our thinking, fill in that space or that landscape. And we've kind of talked about this before, okay? But what I want you to understand is that when you actually look at our mind, and I'm sure many of you have heard this many, many times, okay, that we're 99.9 .9 and a whole bunch of nines after that point, okay, that, that that's just the atom, that's the empty space we are. And then what makes up the particle or the, the matter 
is less than 1% of whatever that one wholeness is. So the universe is made up of information. Your body is made up of information. Everything that you believe you see is information. Okay, so the space that we think is very open and empty all around us is beautiful information. And it's always communicating and it's interacting. You know, it's like I love to see the faces on the students when they first come into exploring energy and we get to present all of these different technical playthings now that actually help it be measured and make it, you know, physically present stuff. It, it's like you could tell they're never going to be the same. There's no way you could possibly leave exploring that and never be the same because you begin to realize that the reason we can say that we are one is because we all exist in that matrix of activity. We are involved in all of the energy that surrounds us and is in us. You know, and it all relates to each other, just like you're sitting here in a physical body, right? And so you think that it's just one thing. It's all together and it's one thing. Yet if we go just below the surface of the skin, we're going to find that there's all sorts of tissues. And that in those tissues, you know, there's all these different cell columns and stuff that the cells themselves all have different shapes and forms. And then we look at those tissues actually begin to be different themselves. So they have become organs, the, you know, the heart, the liver, the lungs, the, you've got your organs now. And that they're all part of what you consider this one body that you are. It takes all of that to make it up. You know, we go deeper, you've got the bones. So there's all these phases of reality that make up the body that we think is the only reality. No. There is nothing but huge amounts of space because our body is all made up of energy. Those organs are just the actual, an actual frequency of something that's being emanated that makes it appear as an organ. My first experience with the fact that I could see energy as a child was just to play within the very beauty of nature. So it was always just a happy la-la thing, you know. And then as I become a young woman and I wanted to explore the possibilities of being a nurse and doctor and doing all of those wonderful healing things and actually assisting in a surgery. And in the surgery, they had to remove a kidney. And the action, the actually what I could see of all of the energy's reaction in that room when the body was actually experiencing all of the other systems in the body actually going into trauma over this kidney being cut away and taken away. Uh, you know, this, this could be far-fetched for some of you, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm not trying to force you to believe anything. And then I watched how it sat there in the pan once they removed it, and I watched that kidney die. I watched that kidney give up all of its electrons and all of its atoms and all of its light and energy that emanated from it. And it become the very dark and stillness. I couldn't work with surgery anymore. I could I couldn't I could not actually go into that environment anymore without experiencing all the realities of how that energy is reacting and the very fact that the body well the the, the heartbreak that the body went through. You know what I mean? The very fact that it, it, something of its oneness was being cut away and that, that all of the other fields of energy in the body reacted. Well, that's happening to us on the larger scale. 
and and if you start to measure you know and the other thing that the students find especially the very young people like the seven and eight nine-year-olds when they see when we take that little piece of skin and put it under the microscope and they can see how far apart the cells are you know when you magnify it up and magnify it into some very uh, large magnifications you can see how much space is between cells. You don't experience that. You look at it and you think you're solid. Okay, so then when you do that, then you can sit and entertain a little bit that you are 99.9999% just energy. And that, that energy works with less than 1% matter or particle. So really, in, in reality... What is the body? You know, how, how how much space of what is our reality does this body really occupy? And I and I watch in the room every time I'm with uh, the professors and that that we talk and everything and actually hear them and, and I've heard Bruce Lipton who I love to actually break it to people that you know that you the you that is it's not even in the body. It's it actually communicates to the body. And that's what we would call the soul. Okay, and the soul is not in the body. It's actually communicating to this mass of atoms and electrons that we look at as organic mass in the body. And and then we become so dense that nothing is real other than whatever we can make physical. Okay, and that we're, we're in the transition of that's effects. And so the way that we will deal with this planet's change and uh, definitely avoid the next level of annihilation that's very much facing us is to get with the fact that everything's energy. And that in that, just as we have been made as co-creators, we have and do create the realities of which we believe and in that why can't we have a world that's healing and changing and morphing into the beautiful advancements of its own evolution you know when when I hear people saying yeah but what about the devastating floods and what about this and what about the world the earth flipping over and all this other stuff and it's like well I can only tell you that you're here now, according to what you believe, okay, and that this has happened before. In fact, geologically and through the earth sciences, we know that this planet and its inhabitants have been annihilated five times. And in the indigenous sense and of my people, we know that we have evolved through the worlds. And so basically right now, you and I can actually learn more of what that means because inevitably, beloveds, we will pass. It's like when you actually consider, you know, what, what we are, we are given such a, a momentary level of existence. You know, I'm 75. What is 75? How does it even become a drop in a bucket of water? You know, so it's like you you start looking at what is eternity then, and everybody's concerned if they're going to heaven and hell, or if you know if there's an afterlife and if there's this and if there's that. And it's like, okay, how are you dealing with the precious moments of life that you have right now? What are you doing? You know. And, and, and I, listen, I talk to people who are very just wrapped in that so much. I mean, they are zillions in their fear of the end of the world and the fact that there were, everybody's going to hell and that we are religiously unpure and that we were conceived in sin and all, all the stuff. When I'm, when I'm watching that, I have such a sense of tolerance and compassion. That, that in itself... If there is such a thing as hell in their reality, they've already put themselves in it. And it's when you have to think beyond what all of the dogmas are and start asking really intelligent questions. And it's like, 
What is this that's looking about and seeing? What is this that even when a person is unconscious, technically we can actually measure that they are still communicating and that they're communicating in another dimension then. So that dimension is beyond the body. I remember being at one of the lectures with Fred Allen Wolf, and Fred was up on the stage and they had brought a, a board out for him to draw all of his whatever's on, you know, as he's teaching and talking. And he was fussing and they had the mic on him. So you could hear him fussing with somebody like there was actually people up there, you know, he was trying to get out of the way and was actually giving him a hard time and everything. And finally somebody asked him, who was he talking to? And he said, oh, are you telling me you don't see these five ghosts that are up here with me? And that they have decided they know what you need to know and that they're going to do the teaching. And he was seriously, he can be a grumpy person. Fred can be a grumpy person. And he was sincere in his grumpiness over this. And the students saw a laugh because they thought he was just making fun. And he said, no, the reality is, is that we leave the body, but the fact of what we are and the presence of what that intelligence is, it remains. And then he started off into everything. I could just see the students all looking at each other, you know, it's like, okay, what's that, you know? And uh, finally at the end of the presentation, one of the students actually asked, you know, Professor, are those being still on the stage with you and he said yes but they all sat down and realized I was not going to play their game you know just very common and abrupt and everything and people just laugh but we we'll see we we want to make life and death such a mystical experience that we don't allow any of our present and our, our immediate present time existence relate to any of that you know we're just this body and Everything that's going on is what the body's saying. It's got pain, it's uncomfortable, it needs to be warmer, you know, it's this, it's that, it's the whatevers. So we have become a body-mind, not a mind-body. And so to go back to that, we have to start realizing the actual space that's all around us and in us and what that is. That space, you know, look at the openness around you. It's filled densely filled with information. How much of that do you take in? How much of that do you do you actually connect with? Well, that's up to you. You know, it's so easily done to sit. I like how we've now moved from not dealing with the word meditation. I mean, I oh, I, over my lifetime, I just watched this. I watched how we were we were not going to talk about hypnosis because that was that real scary you know, dark stuff. So we couldn't talk anymore about trance and hypnosis. And trance was something that was of the evil. So then we started talking about it and calling it relaxation. And then we got the word meditation in there and that really started a bushfire. And then we had to go back to relaxation. Okay. And then we hovered around for a while on relaxation. And then now we've come up to getting back into this. So if, if it's of some weird religion and some really not spiritual religion, however that happens, okay, so now we're just going to say it's mindfulness. Really. We still have to do that. Hmm. So basically what is mindfulness then? Okay, mindfulness is being aware that you're thinking and what you're thinking about. And what is the experience of you just letting that go however it wants to and just being present. And because see the reality of all that is there is this beautiful, powerful, everlasting presence of what you are simply watching all of that. Simply just letting it move right on through and right on past. And the wonderful exercises and exploring of what we do in, in brain research, and I don't know that I approve of all the ways that they've done it, but uh, obviously some of the outcome is extraordinary, is how they've opened up people's brains and played in little areas of it so that we now actually know most of what we know comes from those times of research and exploration into the brain 
so we know if we play with this little piece of tissue over here, this is what the rest of the body does. This hand moves, it twitches, this goes here, you urinate, you do, you know. So it can actually sees that by doing these little probes, all these different things that actually is happening because the brain has put the body in motion. So then when we, when we have learned that, we realize that everything in itself has to have a command and that that command is what makes you perform and, and carry out whatever physical uh, mobility you have. And that comes in from what we can now measure outside of you. It's a connection that you have to something that is so massive we can't measure it. I've heard reflection of it as the co uh, cosmic wave, uh, you know, uh, it's been a cosmic charge. It's, it's something that no matter how advanced our, our technology is right now, we have not been able to actually get a fix on it. But neither have we got a fix on the wind, you know. All the evidence we have that the wind is present or has been present is the movement or its effects on everything else that is moving. So this is a pretty much of the same nature, but, you know, it's helped scientists like, you know, like Lipton and other scientists who actually are saying what we are considering ourselves or the, or the real being of something here, not the body, the real being of something here is actually being transmitted at a distance from us. It's, it's from a more, a bigger part. It's connected to what surrounds us. So the body in itself is not powerful enough or strong enough or whatever to actually hold that inside of itself. So it functions throughout the whole being of what we are, every cell. So when you start really enjoying that and looking at that bigger picture, for me that's so cool because then it helps people start paying attention to the fact that we are more than a body. And that we, you know, we can get in touch with the fact that, you know, as energy we, ha we can actually change the very existence of what our life is through frequency and changing the very field of that energy. And so, so very much is being done with that, that it's just really exciting from world. Because I, I, I have such a thirst of all that. I really can't get enough of the studies on that and how that all begins to move through everything else. So I'm just saying, so just begin to explore that if you can go into the state of mindfulness, and that mindfulness is the intent to just let everything go, not need to be in control or orchestrate, you know, you're not going to have to analyze and go, what is that? Who said that? Where did that come from? You know, just, just letting everything just be, just observing it and seeing into the fact that nothing is, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to deal with it. It just, it's there. And then begin to occupy your thoughts with the fact that the space around you, space of every cell of your body, has a big space around it. And then taking, you know, are you aware of the, that particular space around those cells and how very sparse that is? There's still, that's all that information in there, in, in, inside the cell space. And then you move outside to the outside that cell space or around that cell space or in the space that, that space that that's in and then you begin to realize that there's nothing there and then that nothing simply means that it's just part of the greater intelligence of what we are in the whole scheme of things. A fish does not experience itself as moving through water. You do not experience yourself as moving through matter and energy. So basically what science has given us is a way to begin to see how we can actually not have to go through the whole course of annihilation again. You know, again I remind you of some stuff I talked about, I think it was last week, that what our scientists are telling us and what we're aware of right now is within 25 years 
we won't have any fish or any life form at all in the ocean. I don't, I don't see any of us being able to do too much further once that's all gone. The water makes up 70% of our body. Our body is 70% water. Our Earth's body is 70% water. There is a likeness and an attachment and a oneness with all that. So I take great spirit and great energy and, and, and good faith in the fact that the whole universe is into this interplay and that it's, it's timely and it's cyclic. So it's coming right on time and it's showing, you know, the effects of what has been. And we, here's what we can do. See, in those thoughtful spaces that we provide in the day and that mindful state, we can allow ourselves to be. We can actually let this move and move on past us. Our fear of death is what brings the death. Our fear of life actually limits us from having the joy of life. So if we begin to let go of that in our mindful states and we enter into that nothingness or that passive state of just not engaging and not becoming nor necessary to have analytical thinking. Don't have an opinion. Don't need to understand. Don't ask. You know, just just watching it. And I, I've actually learned over the years how to do that sitting in very congested spaces with, you know, tons of people around. Just watching them. It's so funny. It's so funny to watch people. You know, you don't need to watch TV. You know, just go out someplace where people are walking and talking and, you know, doing the whatevers they're doing and realize if you look at that with, a, with any sense of intelligence, you're going to see a lot of yourself in each one of those people, but you're going to find how much humor, laughter, and playfulness is there. You can't take it all that serious. And... So right now, you know, for you to begin to explore the fact that the openness around you is densely populated with information and it's all electrons, that you, you are moving at one particular frequency which lets you stay in the form that you're in in that openness, but all the same connected to it. Can you, can you... You know, can you just let yourself love yourself enough to go there? And start not reacting to all of the media's hype on, you know, this is horrible, this is horrible. Yeah, there's some stuff happening. But then we seem to create and have a need and an addiction for that stuff because then if there's that horrible stuff happening, then we can believe that there's also good. And there's neither. It just is what it is. And in the very essence and reality of life, and it being just energy moving through energy and energy performing and taking out some particular role or some description of itself, okay, what's up? You know, how, how, how excited do you want to get about that? You know, you know basically allowing, I, I know now, and I talk to many people my age, okay, I still don't deal with myself as a 75-year-old woman. I, I deal, I, at first, you know, the whole thing for me is how different people define woman and, and woman's role in things. It's like that there's such a separation in that and there's such a, uh, a tag on that. It's like, no. You know, I am of an image and of whatever, an embodiment of whatever was sent forth. I am the word embodied. And if that says woman, I'm woman, but that don't make me weak and that doesn't give me any handicaps and that doesn't do any of these other crazy things. So, you know, what's up? What are you trying to say here? And then when you go from that and then you start thinking about, you know, the placement of where you're at in the world, the status that you hold, you know, the point is we're all born into such a beautiful gift called life and there's joy in it there's love we're trusted we were sent forth we you know we actually are the embodied word who said the word where did the word come from what does that make me are you answering those questions because it's so joyful 
you know, that's so exciting, that's so wonderful. Yes, it's but a brief moment. Yes, because it's particum, it will have to be expended. Okay, well, if we begin to then embrace everything and work with everything as energy, then we have totally gone past the need to have that expendedness. But then we have to, like I said, we have to begin to look at it and allow it to become what it is and allow that what it is to become a state that we can live and understand and then to just at that point not have to deal with all the unhappiness and the craziness of that unhappiness and what it puts upon us. To love each other. It's, we're being taught and forced, beloveds, to love each other. We're being taught, and when we know that we're pretty much in the safe zone, it will be because you totally understand how much you care about everybody else. So that you're not this little selfish, uh, pitiful thing, always squirming and whining and crying and playing victim. That it's about the fact that you are so connected to everything and to each other. It's like telling you, you know, that when I go into the state of mindfulness and make my offerings and everything and sit with that. I love the smell of the burnt offering. You know, I love the feel of the water as I let it run past my hand. To allow the engaging of these beautiful things and in that mindful state allowing myself to know you're there you're there not just because I'm talking on this technical base of activity and because our beloved Jules is there making it all come out very good and make it you know worth your time to sit and listen no it's it's the reality that forever it's the reality that far beyond you not being able to see me. Yes, you do. You know, it's just not because you have to have TV. Yes, you do. And your perception of that is really there. You have been taught to not use it. How's that? You have been taught to not use it. You have been ridiculed. You have been made fun of. You have a history in the genes and the, the actual cells in your body of people being tortured and killed because of that. So there's no one of us, like so many times when I'm exploring and working with the manner of how I can see and the things that I can work with, people will try to make that an exception, you know, that that, that makes me something they're not. That's not true. Oh, no way is that true. We all have it when it's nurtured, when it's actually allowed, when it's actually given its own space. Oh, beloveds, you are not limited in any way. None of us are. Yet what are we doing with what we're doing with this world? We're buying into a media that in itself is crazy, that it in itself you know it's not trustworthy, you know in itself that it actually makes up nightmares and sensationalism just to get you all riled up so that you'll go pay the price of listening to it. You know, to have honest, honest reporting, to actually, you know, there's so little of that because who, whoever the reporter is actually reporting from their own drama and experience. So you're buying into theirs. It's not nothing you're seeing. So yes, there are earthquakes, yes, there are storms, yes, there's tons of rain, yes, there's all this stuff happening, and yes, it's change. It's change, and our Mother Earth will change. We, the inhabitants, we, the Mother's children, do not have to be annihilated to have that change. On any given day, after the state of birth, we could experience our last and complete day of life. Do we live like that? Do you reach out and touch everyone? Do you, do you make sure that everyone sees the most pleasant part of what you can be? 
Are you grumpy? Are you negative? Are you complaining? Are you impatient? Are you just rough and raw? You know, think about that and see how much difference that makes when somebody comes in and are polite and pleasant. You know, like amongst the Cherokee of my people, we, we say that our only law, our only rule is respect. But then you begin to see what all of that touches and how far reaching respect can go. It encompasses everything. You don't need any more words. So why clutter the field with words? The one covers it all. It's to care. It's to nurture. It's to do for. It's to do, it's to receive from. It's all that. So you want to wonder what we can do and what's going on and you know what what is your role in that and and, and the, your role of that, my God, what can you actually take credit for and what you've become? And you're born into being a human. Your part and your race is humanity. Touch other people's lives. I have people constantly saying to me, why do you do so much? No, don't you get tired? Aren't you fed up? I said, no. There are some times that I take on more than maybe the body's ready for, and I have to respect that and come back and lighten up a little bit or whatever. But I, I, I would not know how to live any other way. I love people. I truly do. I love people. I love all people. I love watching us. I love seeing the very silliness that we can be. I want to touch and I want to love when I see that we're hurting or that we're sad. And and in that, you know, if you can but include another person in your day, go meet somebody that you didn't know before. Get over whatever hesitance you have and just reach out for somebody else. To see that's what's happening and that's what that's the whole survival mode if there is such a thing as survival. Okay, existence, evolution is what I believe in. And the very evolving of what we are is to evolve out of all that dark age heaviness and the wars and the anger and the hate and all the other things we've explored. I mean, we have had a, a, you know, a huge banquet of just varieties of time periods of men. And we have that in our bodies. But let's now talk about it being that garden and let's cultivate it. Let's actually have something different that we can plant in it. And if you've been this private person and this little secular person, okay, separation is what's killing us. If we realize how important everything is to the whole of everything, we call it the ecosystem. If we understand that you can't take this away without it balancing that, okay, then, then you begin to allow space for everything to have its own space. And then we are finally coming to what it's going to take to be the magnificent being that we are as human. There's many people who are very scared right now about that virus that's going around and its effects and the fact that mosquitoes are bringing it. And I went to to the store, you know, and I, I went in to pick up a few items and I saw this lady going out with two, two big bags and one of her bags broke, so I went there to help her. And it was, she had like two big bags full of this, this off, it's a spray that you put on yourself. It's, I don't know how healthy it is, so I'm not advertising it, but it's called off. And it's what you put on yourself when you're going to be outside so you don't get bit by mosquitoes. And I told her, you know, you, you don't have to do that. You can actually just take some of the citronella oil and, you know, make it part of your lotion base and stick it on your skin, you know, and it don't harm, harm you. And she says, what is that? And I told her, well, why don't you go over to the that store, you know, over here and gave the name of the store and said, you know, just check with that and see if you can get the citronella oil. And I told her, and if you're outside, 
you know, if you don't have citronella candles, why don't you just take some of the oil and add it to a less, you know, like not just use all of the essence, but I use, I actually add like different oils with mine. I can, I usually will use almond oil or vitamin E oil or some other oil and I put my citronella oils in it and then I put a wick in there and I let it burn and it just, the, the whole, you know, the whole emanation of that, that going into the molecules around me, the mosquitoes stay away. You know, uh, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, some, and, and she shared with me, she said, is that the same thing when people put a penny in a pay, in a, a baggie and hang it up? And it's like, I just look at her and it's like, okay, no, I think that's for flies. Okay. So, I mean, we had this little moment of laughter, you know, that here are these things that we can do. And like she said, well, for now, I feel I'm safe with my cans of off, you know. So we've got those all into a state where she could actually carry them. So I went into the store, and as I'm standing in the line waiting to pay for my stuff, there were like two other people that come up and was asking the cashier, you know, where's the off? How come you don't have... And so I finally said to her, what is that all about? What's the rush on this, this, this product? And she said, people have heard that these mosquitoes are in this area. And they're all, you know, getting this. And it's like, okay, so, you know, are we really having a lot of mosquitoes out right now? This is like wintertime, you know. And there's other things happening. Are people getting bit? like here but then she says I don't know of any of that I just know that they've heard this on the news they're terrified and uh, you know they they feel that these products are what's going to save them and that's the whole base of what the media does it sets up a hysteria you know so coming out and, and giving statistics of how many people are dying and showing these horrible pictures of these babies that are born with deformed heads and that Everybody immediately locks onto that, and guess what we do? Because the fear is so intense and high, guess what we attract? So if we relax and say, okay, so basically now would be a good time to make sure that when I do go out that I have, you know, very thick clothing on. If you're going to spray those chemicals on anything, spray it on your clothes, okay? And make sure that you use some of the oils and stuff on your face and your exposed parts or something. I, I'm not telling you not to be cautious. I'm just saying let's not get hysterical and attracted. And if nothing else, bring it on, you know. So with all of the things that you're going through, I guess what I'm trying to say in all of this rambling that I'm doing with you is to trust yourself. We really are on time. You really are magnificent and divine. Begin to play with it a little bit. Begin to allow it. Begin to understand that, yes, we are very temporary as a body, but what is it that actually motivates, moves, and actually experiences itself as a body? And then begin to allow yourself to realize that what it means if I am this much energy and only this tiny amount of material, then the body really isn't solid and it isn't what I think it is. And then you can begin to change its effects and how that effect touches you. So at this point, I'm going to have to close. My engineer is waving frantically at me that my window in time is closing <laughs> so we're going to have to say goodbye for now and i'm going to say oco and in cherokee that means all good things and i want you to explore and have all those wonderful good things that makes up a joyful day a safe and secure feeling in life and knowing that as i move through my day i'm always including you take a moment from time to time and just send a little thought my way get on that fan page and actually let us know that you're there and that i appreciate every one of you and how you move and make this world that we share the oneness that it is in all things you do matter you make a difference so use it 
OCO. Have a great week. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value in your time. So I say to you, Olama Aliyaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com com slash forward and it's V-E-N period P-A period R-I-S period H-A and make sure that you share what you want to say and share your stuff and I look so forward to that so until then know we are blessed see you soon Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.